Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. In-person pod today with me and Saad. What's going on, Saad? Yo, man. How's it going? Not bad, dude. I mean, uh, professionally with the Lakers, not not the uh, <laughs> you know the Anthony Davis injury. We'll hit on the Lakers in a little bit, but uh, you know, just dealing with another another injury. But I think we got to talk about New York sports, right? This is the best Christmas present that anyone from the Northeast or New York area could ask for. All New York teams are trending upwards. You got obviously the Knicks and Nets, which we're going to talk about. But just to go a little bit outside of scope, you got the Giants and Jets that are also doing well. Shout out my Eagles, though. (laughs) Number one seed in the NFL. Can clinch a home field advantage with the win over Dallas this weekend. Can rest hurts if they want. Can rest hurts if we want. Um, And then... Judge just signed a nine-year deal. The Mets just spent a billion dollars on their payroll this offseason. And it's a good time to be, you know, in the Northeast, in the tri-state area specifically. Yeah, I, I can't um, imagine. Yeah, like you said, the the Giants looking like they might make the playoffs after that win. The Jets, Yankees and Mets spending. Uh, the Mets, you know, they're finally catching up. I think this is what happens when... Uh, you get a rich owner taking over a team like this. These venture capitalists coming into <laughs> sports and they just got unlimited money. Seriously. And, and yeah, you're right, dude. I mean, baseball, football is looking good, but I mean, the teams that we love. I mean, one you were gonna hit on your team, but I think the Knicks are probably the hottest team in basketball right now. Seriously, man. Eight game winning streak. They stopped playing Evan Fournier. They stopped playing Derrick Rose. And they just said, screw it. And apparently I was uh, on one of the pods, but this lineup of Brunson, Quinton Grimes, who was the hyped up guy this summer that they didn't want to trade for Donovan Mitchell. And we're, we kept hearing about Quinton Grimes, RJ Barrett, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson. They're a net differential of plus 14. I mean, Tibbs, I think, finally realized you got to stop playing these like older guys, play some youth like Robinson, Grimes, quickly off the bench. Man, the Knicks are good vibes right now. Dude, it is so fun to watch. It was, it was I, I think the the best way to summarize the Knicks right now is that play that Brunson had to close out the Mavericks when oh, he crossed over. Was it what, was it on the Bulls? Was it was it the Bulls or Mavericks? Yeah, on the on the road, right? Against, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that it was right after that Mavericks loss that they started the streak. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. that yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mixed up. I mixed up those two things. <laughs> it would have been. I think it would have been great if to it was it on, the <laughs> on, yeah. on the team that let him go. That's that's what I was messing up. But yeah, right after that Mavs loss, when they when he played on the road against the Bulls and crossed over, I forget who it was. I was like, dang, man, this is like this is the sign of a good signing, which is rare in, in for the New York Knicks organization, right? Brunson literally gives them the playmaker, the the shot creator, and um, just the finisher that they were looking for. I feel like you know the the playoffs that they had a couple years ago, where it was just Julius Randle. Oh yeah. Dude, they didn't have anyone to take the pressure off of Randle. They didn't have anyone to shot create. 
or do anything, you know, in key moments when you have to go off script. And Jalen Brunson is that exactly, bro. I, I mean, I think we said it in the offseason. The, the Mavs fucked up basically by like letting Brunson go for free. Be, yeah. They didn't get any assets back. And the Knicks got to sign him, and it was just like, everyone's like, yeah, I mean, Jalen Brunson never made an all-star. Like, what's the big hype about this guy? I mean, yeah, he had a great playoffs, but the contract's, like, not looking, like, that, like, overpaid anymore. And he's putting up, like, he could be a borderline all-star. I don't know if he'll get it, because in the East, there are a bunch of good guards. Mm. But I think the biggest thing is, like you said, it's not all on Randall now. Brunson is just like the stabilizing force. He's gonna get people involved. He knows when to get his own shots. When to like get uh, get people the ball. It's been a great signing. Randall doesn't have to like be a ball hog anymore. Like like you said in the playoffs that year, they realized like it was Randall or Bus in terms of ball handling. I mean, this and like I think the other thing is I mean we gotta say like this team actually plays defense. It's always a thing that we see with Tibbs mm. teams, but like they actually seem to be like the defensive team from like two years ago mm-hmm. and it's been a great run for the Knicks and they're on an eight game winning streak I mean they beat the Warriors last night by 38 points I mean granted Bro, no Steph no Steph but still I mean they beat a team by 38 points I mean this team is on fire right now they're playing the Raptors tonight we'll see how that goes um but I'm talking with Brunson so some news came out today about you know we just have to hit on this the Knicks lost a 2025 second round pick for this, for like apparently tampering with Brunson, which you know, I was texting Nishan on the side, and he's like, "Dude, this is a freaking joke." Like, his dad is one of the assistant coaches. Like, how could that be tampering? Like, <laughs> technically, it's not. I mean, his dad can talk to his son like Come outside on, of like man. when they're at home or having dinner. Like, you know, yeah. But regardless, I mean, these tampering fines seem like a joke, right? The Knicks would do it again to get Brunson. Oh, absolutely, bro. You think the Sixers? are sweating about those two second-round picks that they lost over Harden. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, that allowed them to sign everyone uh, they signed, PJ basically. Tucker and House. Yeah, yeah. And and that trade from DeAnthony Melton. Like, Bro. that's all because Harden took less money. Yeah, and then uh, Ruben magically happened to step down from yeah. uh, the Sixers' ownership. Come on, man. Like, that's such an egregious, like, <laughs> chain of events, I feel like, you know? But uh, no, man, the Knicks aren't sweating that. Like you said, his dad is the coach. He's really cool with like the general manager, uh, Leon Rose. So it's like, <laughs> that's not really, I don't know. I feel like you can't really consider that tampering. I think it's just the way the NBA picks who to investigate because there's so many deals that are announced right at the, like as soon as July 1st, like or June 30 at 6 p.m. hits, like all these deals get announced and. Yeah, they're not officially announced because Woj's and Shams's Twitter account aren't official. But let's, that means everyone is like already having these conversations before. It seems like basically the people who bitched and complained, like the Mavs are probably just salty that they lost Brunson. And they're like probably complained to the league that so they had to do that investigation. Same with Harden. I'm sure some of these Eastern Conference competitors were like, well, the Sixers just got deeper like now because Harden's willing to take less money. Like... Mm-hmm. These conversations, I mean, we know these, and then it's like the NBA, if they want to take tampering seriously or like make people take it seriously, you can't just be doing second round pick fights. <laughs> Yo, facts, bro. <laughs> but to your point, man, I think, I think New York, New York basketball right now to take it back is, is at such a good place with the Knicks, right? And then at the same time, the dumpster fire, like literally three weeks ago, yeah. we were talking about the Nets, like, 
shipping off everything, you know? Like, I was hearing slander about Kevin Durant trade packages and all this ridiculous. I think even on our pod, we're like, man, where's this Nets team going? And I said even then that that was (laughs) blasphemous. Also, to take it back with Zion and the MVP conversation. I know this is a side note. I just want to reference. I want to reference our summer pod with top five, top 25 under 25. Nishab and Ajay both were like, didn't even have Zion in their... No, no yo, you didn't, you didn't even have him in your lineup, bro. Yeah, yeah. In your top 15. The slander. The slander. <laughs> yeah, my dude is, uh, I mean, Pelicans were number one. They lost a couple of games, but. I just, nah, I, just, I, 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 I gotta take, I gotta take an L on that one. I, yo, Nishan too. I wish he was here so I could. Yo, you guys are looking at me crazy when I was when I was like, "Yo, he's in my starting five, yo." <laughs> are you guys? Serious? I think that's what happens, right? What have you done for me lately? And we all become prisoners of the moment and forgot like everything Zion had done. But I mean, he he missed a whole year, and we're just like out of memory, like out of sight, like out of like contention. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I know. No, no, but I mean, he proved he's proved us all wrong. Like he got the contract extension, and he's still like. He got he got in the best shape of his life. I thought he might lose lose motivation. He's like, yo, I didn't even have the to only play. Thing he lost was weight. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he got all that New Orleans like food, like whatever he wanted to eat, out of the way. He got all his cravings out. Now he's like, all right, like I've already tried all the spots. I've already like done all that shit. Now I'm gonna get serious. <laughs> no man, but the reason I was talking about MVPs, I don't know why I thought about Zion, but I was thinking about Kevin Durant MVP, and that led me to Zion. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, Kevin Durant. Yeah, so I mean, Nets, Nets are killing Durant. it. Six Nets are six six game winning streak, right? Yeah. Six game winning. streak. I mean, they're probably going to be. They're also playing the Warriors tonight, right? So yeah. probably seven. No Steph. Oh, like, <laughs> don't jinx, don't jinx it, man. Don't jinx it. I need. I whatever is going on in Brooklyn right now, I need that to stay. The man. vibes got to stay, <laughs> dude. Kyrie on Friday night against the Raptors. Both, that, both KD and Kyrie, yeah, right? Yeah, bro. Like KD, KD forty three and Kai thirty eight, and the oh, and the winner, right? The game man, winner. Yeah, dude. Beautiful, just beautiful to watch, man. The, the only thing I'm concerned about with this team right now is obviously the continuity. That's that's number one focus of con- or area of concern. Continuity, making sure that Mercury is in retrograde and <laughs> all the stars are aligned. But number two, man, is is the amount of minutes that KD is getting. Mm. He's playing what thirty four five minutes. He's averaging the most. And was minutes it in was the it league. who said like he's leading the league in minutes? I yeah, didn't even realize dude, that leading the league in minutes. That's that's concerning. So, I mean, I know, I know, it's this, he's bro, like the, this is our formula to winning. He's thirty four. He's had an Achilles. I mean, I feel like now we kind of expect a KD injury every year, just from like overuse or like something like he every year that i mean the first year with the nets he missed it all with the achilles but mm. the second year he had like he was out for a period of time last year was it the mcl spring that he missed yeah, yeah, yeah so it took like six weeks off he's been missing time every year like and the reason i say that is because can you still be in the mvp conversation like zach Lowe talked about it and in his pod can you can you still be considered an mvp candidate if you ask for a trade request or you request a trade, and you were the reason for turmoil, right? Yeah, and then on top of that, like you're, oh, there's always a risk of injury. I mean, right now he can be like he's in the MVP conversation because he's playing so many minutes, and bro, he's balling out. 
balling out. It looks it looks easy. Yeah, easy money sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it looks like yo, there's centers that are like seven feet trying to block this guy. Bull bull, I think against the magic. Bro, bull bull is like seven foot two. Yeah, he, he he's like he's, so he's, tall, so lanky. Yeah, and KD just like oh, right over him, like it's no problem. He's uh, I mean, I think we kind of saw this like. Towards the end, it almost reminds me of the time that he was the last season in Golden State, like that playoffs before he got hurt. He just reached his level, like where he was just like putting up like 40, 50 pointers, like like no trouble at all. And it was just like another day in the office. And he unfortunately had that Achilles injury, but he's just reminding us that, let's be honest, most people were saying like Tatum overtook KD after that playoff series. And Within, like, reason, just the way how KD looked, the Celtics played amazing defense on him. Bro, he literally, in that series, like, was passing to ghosts. Yeah. Turning the ball over. So many turnovers, him. yeah. And, oh, by the way, Kevin Durant still leads le- the league in turnovers currently. <laughs> yeah, <well>. yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, if we're talking about concerns, that's definitely another concerning thing. Because, like you said, that Celtics series, man, that is the key... That is the key to playing defense on Kevin Durant. They literally outline the blueprint. And like there's times where people are doing that now, you know, double teaming him in like like whenever he's catching off random sets and it throws him off, bro. Like that's that's a large reason for a lot of those turnovers. And I mean, I don't know what what's this I mean, he's just gotta be more careful with the ball, I guess. KD's a smart enough player, I'm sure like he'll watch, but I mean, we got to give it up to uh, Jacques Vaughn here too, right? Like, oh, I think absolutely. one of the things KD wanted with that trade, he was like, man, the coaching, like, he, we know he wanted Nash fired. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Nets now, like, they they just don't, it's not always Kai ISO or KD ISO. There's some, like, ball movement, some, like, plays that they're maybe, like, just like he said, I wanted to practice this stuff. Like, maybe that's what they're doing. Your boy Yuda, like, making those corner threes. Yo, 71%? <laughs> Yuda, <laughs> like he's yeah. They said like he, does he miss corner threes anymore? Like Yuda has just like been incredible. Like Seth Curry who's not even playing that many minutes yet. Patty Mills like get collecting DNPs. Like Simmons still hasn't been fully integrated. But oh. and Kai like I mean knock on wood, knock on whatever. Like <laughs> he's like playing like a consecutive stretch of games. Like we're not getting too many off the court distractions. I mean. In these last like couple years, it's probably the best the vibes have been, right? In a Dude, while, bro. And and Kyrie's playing masterful basketball right now, bro. He's putting on so many moves. That buzzer beater on the Raptors. Oh, it was like almost like the same spot he hit that shot on the Warriors in the yes. finals. Oh, I didn't even think almost, about that. Right? That just seems to be Kai's spot. Like Oof, that right wing. Area? That right wing. Yeah, yeah. He loves that. He right should, wing. I think that's that's the nice part about Kai, right? Like at the end of games, like. The Raptors did a great job of denying KD the ball, but you got Kai still. Like, who could still take that game-winning shot? Doesn't have to be KD. You, mm. he's your number one option. But as long Kai- as it's not Ben Simmons, <laughs> yeah. I'll be happy. Kai's a great number two. Like, even if they had drawn up another play, like, yeah, not Simmons, but you have like shooters like Yuta, Seth, Harris, or like mm. Warren. Like that could they could have run the play for man. I mean, we talked about this. That's how. So much talent. They're a great team on paper, as Sacco calls them, the Dunder Mifflin. Like, <laughs> it's all the off court stuff, man. Like, and that's really what I'm sure you're praying for every day. Like, just Seriously, like, just man. like, let's just like, no distractions, guys. Just get on the court, play. And 19 and 12, 
They're only like uh two out of two one behind the Cavs in the loss column. Mm. They're only like four games behind the Bucks and Celtics, like in the loss column. And considering where they started, Bro. like they're only a game out of like third place. Dude, and and tonight's game against the Warriors is gonna be it would have been key if Steph was playing, but yeah. I know they have a game against the Bucks coming up soon. Um, that's also going to be a Yeah, they haven't played, test. like, their best competition during the stretch, but, hey, you got to be who's on your schedule. Exactly, dude. And and I'm trying to think, like, should we mess with the chemistry on this team right now? Because, obviously, you know, improving is something, like, now the Nets can be considered a buyer. So, you know, they're looking to improve in various ways, right? Yeah. The two that come to mind are a versatile wing, which everyone in the league needs. Everyone's looking for that, yeah. But the other thing is like a, a rebounding and shooting big man, like with, no, some, with some muscle, right? <laughs> with some muscle, as Zach Lowe said. But like, no disrespect to Clax, he's playing at an amazing level defensively. He he self proclaimed that he should be defensive player of the year, which I thought was, <laughs> it was a little yeah. it was aspirational. But I'm like, yo, I like the confidence. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna argue with the confidence. <laughs> You know, like I. So, but he, he's a lanky mofo. <laughs> he's a lanky dude. You know what I mean? Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, Aiton. Uh, these guys can all trash him. Like yeah. you know, and I didn't mean to throw Aiton in that like conglomerate. No, of, no, you're like, right, dude. If like Giannis, Embiid, even like Robert Williams on the Celtics, like they'd all like be like, oh, like we, yeah, Clack's got the height and the length, but. I mean, couple have back down dribbles. He's gonna be like in the in the hoop. <laughs> Zion in the offseason might weigh more than the Nets right now, <laughs> collectively. Yeah, dude. I mean, think about it. KD's lanky, like Clags. Uh, yeah, like, Kyrie's like this big. Yeah, like. Seth Curry. Like they just don't got like the the weight on this team. But but who, yeah. So who are you? Who are you thinking? Like you were. So oh, man, I thought about it a lot today, man, at the gym, like. You know, I just ran a little bit and I was just thinking about it. Like, who are the trade candidates here? And, dude, the first one, the uh, the most obvious fit and the easiest scenario is Miles Turner. Now, I said on the last pod, like, the Pacers should just keep yeah. Miles Turner. But they've lost some games now, the Pacers. About the Pacers. <laughs> and the Pacers I'm have gonna... lost some. Dude, speaking of that win that you guys had. Where like you, you, you were had, like, seven players were out, and you beat the Pacers on the road, and the Pacers had Halliburton, Turner, Heald, like Nemhard, like all the guys playing, and you guys still beat them on the road. I was like, oh, that's when I was like, oh, that, that those are the types of wins where you're like, this team got something, like, dude, dude. And that was a game for our young guys to get um some experience and some like Cam Thomas. Yeah, Cam Thomas was balling out that game, man. Like, bro. We need to finish the Nets and move on because our deucer is going to kill us <laughs> if we go over 30 no, minutes. No. So I know, yeah, Miles Turner, like we've heard, Yakupurdo, like there's like basically the Nets. And honestly, dude, even if like you guys get like Andre Drummond, like he was on Yo, your team last year. Oh, that's literally someone I was thinking yeah, about. He's on the Bulls right now. The Bulls are losing games. They could buy him out. Like it's only a one year deal. Like even a guy like Drummond would be great for you guys. Yo, Drummond and Booch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big man depth, bro. <laughs> but let's listen on it like a nice story. So the Orlando Magic, right? I mean, this team really doesn't get too much talk. They were five and twenty. They went on a six-game winning streak. They were eleven. They just lost their last game. So eleven and twenty-one. They're still thirteenth in the East. But man, and this is with all their injuries because Paolo's missed game. Like they just have people in and out of the lineup. Mm. But. 
They beat the Celtics on the road last weekend, Friday, last Friday, last Sunday, beating the Celtics, number one team in the East in back-to-back games. One without Jason Tatum. Yeah, the, the second one was without Tatum, but still, I mean, you would think the, still, Cel- yeah, yeah, the Celtics, yeah. the, the way they were rolling. But, Saad, dude, how impressed have you been with Paolo Bancaro or Benchero? Bancaro. Bro, <laughs> he's been easily the rookie of the year. There's no, there's no debate. What's going? Whatever's going on with Houston, they're like they're just letting their two guards dribble for yeah. like twenty three seconds. Was, was lucky to get the ball. <laughs> He's literally just standing there in the corner, like, "Yo, you guys drafted me number three overall. Yeah, I can do a lot more than just stand here and you know, chuck three, <laughs> chuck threes, whatever." But like, yo, Paolo is balling out, balling out, man. This guy is so fun to watch. He has such a young good team around him like like guys that were like almost like slept on in 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 ways like you know uh Fultz obviously but like Bamba was a high pick Suggs hasn't really panned out like both Wa- Wagner's like Franz is obviously a top 10 pick but his brother now Mo Wagner is still getting some run with this team too and he's been kind of playing nice too that's what I'm saying bro so it's like this team has so many like dogs. Bull bull. <laughs> Yo, the that, goat bull bull. <laughs> what, what a fine that has been. Bull bull. Like he's Dude. only getting paid like two mil this year. Like, bro, and it's like, yo, people are looking for the next uh, Chet Holmgren or Wembenyama, but yeah. like. Bull Bull is of a similar he, he, build. Yeah, he can do those things. Yeah. Like, dude, it's kind of wild. Like, they like their whole team is so talented, man. They're so young, so hungry. Like, I could see them fighting for a playing spot and like, you know, giving giving a team a run for its money. The I, I, the Magic, you know, they've always been collecting like these like high picks. And they're missing out on a lot of those guys. Like they missed out, like when the the Bamba pick was a was a flop. I mean, a number six pick should have been better than what Bamba's been doing. Mm. Um, they were just missing out on a lot of picks. And then I think they they just hit it out of the park with uh, Bancaro, like number one pick. They could have taken Chet Holmgren. They could have taken Jabari Smith. It's they made the right choice. It seems like this guy is like a number one option already mm. on a on, on this team as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's scoring at like. He can make threes. He can drive to the hoop. He can hit the mid range. He's kind of got like a post game already because he's got strength on him. He's mm-hmm. t- he's pretty tall. He's like six ten. People are saying maybe even like close to seven feet. Like he can do everything. And then we forget, but last year they hit it out of the park. It seems like with the number eight pick in Franz Wagner, people thought like uh, people are now saying imagine if the Warriors took him instead of Kaminga because Kaminga mm-hmm. went one pick over. But I mean, not, not to get overhyped, but in a league where everyone wants like these wings, like now you got like Tatum and Brown, Kawhi and PG, like I think Wagner and Ben Carroll can be that for the Magic. Like moving forward, they got some pieces around them, like Wendell Carter. We'll see what happens with Jalen Suggs, like Markel Foles, like. Dude, but I think you just have to have like the core and Ben Carroll and Wagner can I think be that. Dude, and the best part is like they they're in such a good spot because they can either like have their young guys really like strive for that play-in or they can be sellers at the trade deadline and not be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes like they could be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes but like even if you got Scoot Henderson yeah like that's a good addition to the scene you know what I mean like there's so many options like you're, you're in such a good spot because either way I feel like you're gonna find success in in the next five to seven years 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got the two most important players, like very important positions. And yeah, like you were saying, they got like contracts like Gary Harris, Bamba is a tradable contract. Who else? Terrence Ross. And then there, there's one other player we were saying like, I mean, I don't think they want to sell like full time. Oh, my bad. I, um, Isaac. Yeah. Apparently like Isaac's contract is guaranteed for only one more year. Like they did a good job on that extension of getting like some injury protection. <laughs> so they got tradable contracts and then let's not forget. They got that Bulls pick this year, too. Dude. If it's outside the top four, the Magic get that pick. They may be able to get, like, a two top ten picks if it's their pick and the Bulls pick. Man, the, the bright future ahead for the Magic. I just hope they don't fuck it up. I mean, they got a, it seems like they got, like, uh, like a real dude in Bancaro who could be, like, a top ten player one day. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, talent. And it's just a matter of building around him. Bro, to take a step back, like I I see I see the the youth and the hungriness in in the in with teams in the East, right? Like you have the Cavs, the uh, the Magic, uh, the Celtics are still relatively young. Like Milwaukee's not that old. Like all this young talent on the East, and it's going to become increasingly competitive in the coming years, bro. Um, and then you look over at the West and it's slowly like not collapsing, but it's wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, I'm taking a further step back out and this goes into a long, much longer LeBron versus MJ debate, right? Where it's like, Oh, LeBron played in the East and everything was super easy for him. All the teams in the East were trash. Yeah. I'm not saying the teams in the West are trash, but like, it's not it's not those wild wild west that it used to be you yeah know what i mean and there's no like the the kd warriors level dominant team anymore the two dominant teams right now have been the celtics and bucks they're both in the east right i mean denver like they they've been they they're now number one in the west but we just saw them like they were in a battle with the hornets that night like they needed like 40 27 and 13 from Jokic to beat that bro They've been inconsistent. That Pelicans were. Was this without Lamelo? Uh, I don't know if he was playing that game or not. But I mean, regardless, that their Nuggets were at home. Like, Yo, bro, <laughs> and like, if if Lamelo wasn't playing, like, that's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but the Pelicans were like good for like number one. They've lost some games now. They've fallen back. The Grizzlies, like, they beat, one night they beat the Bucks by like forty two, but they lost to the Wolves like the other night. Like with with who don't have Gobert or Towns right now, like. Bro. It's like crazy because in the West, the thing the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans all have 11 losses. But then you go down the standings, the number 10 seed has 14 losses. There's only like three games like in the loss column separating these teams, which is so bunched up. Like one bad week. Like the Warriors now, like they, they lost Steph. Like by the time he comes back, they could be like, who knows? Like if they're at like... Well, it, they well, might. Get, what about the Warriors get Wemby? <laughs> right, bro, bro. It's possible, but I mean, the Lakers are what two spots behind the yeah. Warriors. Yeah, they're they're they both are tied in the loss column, but they're a game like they're a seed behind the Warriors. But same with the Lakers. They thought, oh, Steph, Steph is hurt. Like this, is our chance to move up the standings. And yeah, let's let's end on the Lakers, man. Just devastating news with AD. I think you kind of expect this. Like that AD is going to have an injury eventually, but. That all the news about this one has been really shady. It just says like at least a month, but it could be more. He, we don't know. He's still seeing doctors. We're gonna see how he's responding. I don't. I don't think it's like a foot sprain. I think he. It seems like he probably fractured a bone in that foot. Mm-hmm. 
if I had to guess, and it's like the Lakers are also like weirdly optimistic about this injury. I, I don't from what the media kind of like. Yeah, it's like low key, but it like it. It's not from what I've been reading and the vibes I'm getting from this injury. It's bro. I don't think like LeBron's not concerned about it. Like it seems like it's only gonna be like a few weeks. I don't know. Yeah, they said at least a month. They didn't actually say what the injury was. Just saying right foot injury. Mm. We don't know if he's gonna need surgery or not. I wonder if it's just one of those things they're gonna try like physical therapy, like other sorts of treatment, see how he responds. And if not, then maybe a surgery is an option, which could be season ending. Mm. But I think they're taking an optimistic like let's see how he responds to treatment. Maybe comes back in a month at best. We don't know what's gonna happen there. Like. Westbrook's hurt now like Reeves is hurt I'm just like frustrated man because like LeBron in year 20 like he's averaging like 27 a game still year 20 yo he needs 723 points to get past Kareem like and bro if you average that out I, I did it today over 50 games he's probably not gonna play fi- yeah. wait the, the Lakers have 30 games played. They're 13 yeah, yeah, yeah. and 17. So maybe LeBron misses 10 games, so he plays like around 40 games. Yeah, I did it with That's 52, less than, yeah. and it was 14.4 Yeah, so say he game. plays like 40 games, like less than still like 20 points per game. Like, Dude, I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's going to break it this year. Like, if he has, you know, he may get, unless he has a season-ending injury, but Dude, it just... put that on the Lakers, <laughs> You man. just, man, the vibes, like... But it's just like frustrating because, man, you have this guy... Year 20, still playing the way he is. And it's just like, come on, Rob. Like, those picks, like, just, man, we could, like, say, like, they made traded those picks to get, like, some, like, Levine. It seems like the Bulls are, like, in, like, dysfunction. Or they traded those picks to get DeRozan and Vucevic. Like, Vucevic can play center till Davis comes back. DeRozan's, like, an extra, like, ball handler, like, take some of the load off LeBron. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, man, you, when you got LeBron playing in year 20 like this, I, I just think you got to do everything you can. And who cares? Like, yeah, the picks, if they turn out great, they do. But LeBron's not going to be there in, like, 2029. Like, and the Lakers are always going to be a free agent destination, right? Bro, I, I think, yo, I know the December 15th deadline just passed. But it's not like, it's not like we generally see, like, a... Uh, or not the trade de- deadline, like the, the point in the, the season. Player signed in the offseason can be yeah. traded. Yeah. 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 So I know we just passed that fi- uh, 15th deadline, but there's not often times where it's like trades happen exactly on that day. Right. Very rarely. Yeah. So I think, I think the Lakers are still in that evaluation phase because this is the rest of their assets, technically, right? This is all they got. The Westbrook expiring contract and the two first-round picks. And then none, Beverly, whatever. But their expiring contracts, too. Yeah, but then this summer, they don't really have like any tradable assets then. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I think they're still in that evaluation phase where they're trying to figure out the best deal. They're trying to see like who actually goes into selling mode and who becomes a buyer, right? Because you have these teams that are literally still in flux. Like the Nets literally went from sellers to buyers. <laughs> now they're buyers, yeah. You know, uh, the Magic, if they want, we, like we talked about, could be sellers or buyers. And that's important because if if Bamba, Ross, Gary Harris, and um, Isaac. Isaac become available, like you're talking about a versatile big man and uh, a good wing player, like the Lakers need both of those. Yeah, exactly. So do the Nets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like... And the Bulls are, I think, the biggest swing team. And um, everyone's talking about it on every pod now, the Raptors. 
that's what I'm saying. Huge Ar- swing team now. With like, they're like also been losing some games. Like you guys like Ananobi, Van Vliet, Siakam become yeah, the a whole team. The whole league is gonna want Ananobi. Yeah, they talked about it at the, at the on the hoop collective. Yeah, uh, he's on a great contract. He's only getting paid like 18 mil for two more years, dude. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like this is, we're still so much in the infancy stages of what's gonna happen with trades, and I understand that it's super frustrating. I know as a Lakers fan, but there's so much room for optimism. Like they're ha- they're like yes, teams in the West are doing good, but there's not like a true front runner right now. It's still wide open. Yeah. Like Kawhi is out. God knows how many games he's gonna play. I should yeah. be under over in single digits for the rest of the year. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then Steph is out for for a, a month at least. Exactly. Yeah. Um. You know the the Grizzlies aren't that healthy. The Wolves aren't that healthy. Like the 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 Blazers are still like they're playing well, but they don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be what we realized is like any team like one injury away, the way the standings are so close, like one bad week, you could drop from like four to ten. Well, like one great week, you could go up from like ten to like four, like. That's what I'm saying, man. When you're only like a couple games apart in the loss column, like it's so, so easy or so uh, easy to go down the standings. And unfortunately, injuries are part of the game. But I think it's just the way AD was playing leading up to that stretch. It was like almost the best basketball of his career. Yeah. And it was another freak injury. Like he was making a move. Like it's not like he just his foot like made like impact with Jokic and you know it's not like it was a high impact injury and it just trust me as a team as a fan that also wants to see LeBron succeed and I want to see him get get another ring at the very least but if not a couple um, I like when LeBron teams do well Uh, but with that said you know it sucks that AD has gone out in the way that he he has and it's like it sucks given all the momentum and the whole narrative around the Lakers, Russ playing off well off the bench, all the stuff, but dude, I don't think it's over, man. I, I don't think it's over for any team in the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 besides uh maybe Houston and Houston, yeah, they, they want it to be over. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, seriously. But I don't think it's over for any team in the West, man. I, I mean, mean even the Thunder, right? Like they're kind of right there too, like I mean SGA, like yeah. Bro. So, I think this is going to set us up for a really nice post-All-Star break. Like, bro, once once everyone's done making their trades and all of that, like, post-All-Star break, I feel like it's going to be some really, really good basketball, man. Because we're t- we t- we've talked about the parody that's in the league nowadays, right? This is the peak of it, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we always say, yeah, but, like, how close the standings are... This is it. I mean, I'm sure this is like a dream for like the NBA like offices. And yeah, I was just looking it up. So trade deadline is Sunday, February 19th. Sorry, the All-Star game is Sunday, February 19th. The All-Star or trade deadline is February 9th. And then after that, it's going to be the final stretch. Like all these teams are going to be like either loading up, like you said, or they're going to be selling. It's going to be a lot of draft picks exchange, like a lot of other players. It's, it's going to be an exciting final stretch. I hope every team loads up. <laughs> I know it's not realistically possible. Yeah. But as a fan of the N- NBA, I want to see every team load up and I want to see action down to the wire. And I feel like that's what we're going to get over these last 20 to 25 games. For sure. But uh, 
before our, our producer Sandeep kills us. <laughs> yeah, I think we're right up, up to 35 minutes and, you know, it's it's the holidays time, so we don't want to... <laughs> Yo, seriously, man. Um, but yeah, uh, happy holidays, bro. But I'm sure Nishant's probably going to hit you up. Like, if, Knicks and Nets, if they keep this up, Yo. you guys you guys got to talk about them. <laughs> absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, before Sandeep kills us, that's it for this part. <laughs> Signing off, guys. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod. And check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.